You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Two minutes late for our interview. How rude of me. So, everybody that is currently listening, please give a warm Otipoti all around the world, all around Aotearoa welcome to Francis Lebeau. Francis, how are you, my friend? Kia um, Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay, thank you. That is that's good to hear. Okay, okay, it's better than not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> how is um, the weather where you are at the moment? Um, uh, kind of tepid for autumn. Oh. Um yeah, I'm up in Tamaki, and it's um, yeah, it's it's grey, grey and warm. Oh, mm. what a contrast! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much it's been a weird day in Otipoti, very very warm, which is unusual. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We all know what what's to blame for that. Yeah. Well, let's not get into the <laughs> politics side of that and climate change. Let's talk about something way more. Uplifting, which is to talk about your recently released, internationally released, might I add, original soundtrack for the critically acclaimed docu- documentary Fiona Clark Unafraid. Um, and before we get into the music, which I loved, by the way, I listened to the whole thing and it is phenomenal. Oh, I cool. just quickly wanted to ask um, what, I guess, drew you to composing the music for this film? Um, well, I was invited to, um, which is, um, a real honour, um, by the director, Lula Kuchiara, and, um, her production team, um, but I, um, have been a fan of Fiona's work for a number of years, and, um, always found her work um, with her community really inspiring Um, and as being myself a queer person um, I felt pretty connected to um, I guess the the goals of the film which was to on one hand um, look at Fiona's life and tell her story, but also to um, tell um, a bit of the, the stories of um, some of the people around her and her her friends. Yeah, well, in the queer community. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I think it. I I read up on the documentary. I haven't had the time to watch it yet, but. Um, it was released last year. For those who don't know, if you haven't watched it, you should. Um, and and the story of of Fiona Clark is just so. Phenomenal, and the work that Fiona Clark um, that she made is just oh, her documentaries are phenomenal, and I I'm a huge fan, um, mm. and I'm also a huge fan of your music as well. Um, and I guess you said that you felt really you felt really connected to to this this film and this story. Um, how did you I guess encapsulate the story of Fiona Clark into the music that you wrote for the film? Um. Well, that was a real collaborative effort. Um, so I worked very closely with the director, Lula, and also the editor, Anastasia Donians, um, on on kind of developing, I guess, a sonic palette for, um, for the film. Um, 
and that was really um, a collaborative kind of thing, um, drawing on their their um, ideas and influences as well as mine, um, and as well as Fiona's, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's it was a real collaborative thing um, in terms of developing that. But it's um, it's an interesting score in a way because, like, with a lot of the kind of songs that I wrote for it are more songy, you know, they're more like pop songs yeah. or um, then... I would typically write for a um, like compositional project, yeah. um, and so in that sense, it was really interesting and kind of challenging for me um, because that was the kind of um, thing that Lulu was going for, and um, I really enjoyed that challenge of being like, "Oh wow!" Like I am putting like kind of putting myself into this position of writing these different kinds of songs for these different moments in the film. Yeah. Um, but the upshot of that is it works really nicely, I think, as a little collection of, of songs by itself. So it's cool to be able to um, put that out into the world. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's the thing that drew me in um, to this album so much is that um, you listen to so many other film scores and they're very much... Um, oh, they've just got, they've got the same sort of quality sound, but this is it's so different and unique and easy on the ears but it, it, it tells a story without needing to watch the film um, and I imagine when you add it all together it just works like a chef's kiss it is just it's <laughs> so so gorgeous and I wanted to ask you with that as well you said that it works it works really well on its own and I wonder wondered whether um, whether that was what had sort of tempted you to release the album album now compared to um, last year or, or what has tempted the album release now Right. Um, really, that was just a practical thing. Um, uh, it wasn't. I, I had never, to be honest, never even considered releasing it um, because I'm. I kind of believe usually that if you write something for a certain project, then it should um, really only exist within the parameters yeah. of that project. <laughs> you know, like it is best enjoyed in the context of the film. Um, yeah. And um, so. It, it actually wasn't my idea. It was it came from the producers and also um, Jen Halrigal, um, who was the music supervisor um, and um, the head of um, Songbroker, which is like a really great independent publishing network. Yeah. Um, she's like she's like my music industry mom. She's um, she's a total legend, um, and she was like, "Let's put it out." So um, I was like, "Hey, sure." And then um, by the time the film came out and then um, I had just moved, um, left Otipozzi and moved up to Auckland. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah, so that kind of took it out of me and we went straight into a four-month lockdown. So it took a little while to get <laughs> get everything together. But um, but it's, um, it was well-timed because the film was um, had its uh, first like international festival showing um, this week. So, yeah. That is so nice cool. Wow, I am I'm just so excited um to watch this film. I'm going to make all my flatmates watch it as well. And I'm going to listen yeah, awesome. to it. I'm going to listen and be like, "Yeah, yeah, 
I know who made the music for this, and it is done. <laughs> so exciting. Um, we are coming soon to be out of time, but I have two more questions for you, Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, where can we find more of Francis LeBeau online? Oh, online. Um, well, I have a, another music project called IE Crazy, um, and that there's, there's a lot of IE Crazy available online. Um, um, I guess probably the Bandcamp or my website, which is iecrazy.com. Um, and I have, um, like a number of, I guess, other, like, kind of artistic, um, projects and collaborations, um, that you can kind of look at online as well. Yeah. Google. Amazing. Google is wonderful. <laughs> we love <laughs> using Google. <laughs> yeah. And a random question, um... Usually on the Thursday Drive Show, even though it's Tuesday, we like to um, give our interviewees a random question. So my random question (laughs) for you today would be, who do you think would build a house quicker? Dave Dobbin or Big Runger? Big Runger. Easy. Answered that like a champ. There was no (laughs) hesitation on that, everyone. Big Runger. No, I would agree. Sorry, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, no apologies. From where I am. <laughs> I I love it. Well, it has been such a blast having you on here, Francis. And I am so excited that this album is out in the world and so is the film. You're doing amazing stuff, telling amazing stories that need to be heard. And um, it's just an honour honor to talk to you um, oh, online. Sure. Thank you. No worries. And I have a special treat for you as well. Um, coming up next on Radio 1, we have IE Crazy with an incident on the edge of town. How Welcome. exciting. Alrighty, thank you so much. It has been amazing. No worries, thank you. No worries at all. And remember, everyone, you can find Francis's albums everywhere. Um, and the recent album is on Spotify and all other places where you can find good music. And I'll, I'll not talk anymore. Here is IE Crazy with an incident on the edge of town right here on The One. Keep it locked. a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.